Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. My name is Pete. I'm one of the pastors here. We are super glad that you are here as well. I have been loving the preaching series we are in right now, which came from the National Vineyard Organization. It is called Empowered, and it is all about the Holy Spirit. On our opening week two weeks ago, we talked about the Holy Spirit as a revealer, and last week Justin preached to us about faith and healing. This week, I get to preach about prophecy, and I get to do it on what we are calling Holy Spirit Sunday. This is going to be a different Sunday than you're used to. Biblically, prophecy is communication from God through one person for the strengthening, encouragement, and comfort of other people. Prophecy can happen in a variety of ways, as we'll see, and prophecy is a gift of God that the Bible tells all of us to eagerly desire, and it's one of the most powerful ways that you can hear God. When prophecy is active in the church, it builds us all up, and I am super happy to give you an example from last week. Last week, I went up for prayer because my health has been horrible for a little over a year. I have nine doctors for all the things going wrong with my body, and I'm super tired of it. I would say sick of it, but that's too obvious. With Justin preaching on healing, what a great week for me to come up and get prayer. And so I went up, and I asked a friend who I know has prophetic gifts to pray for me. And I told her about my health, and she waited on God. And then she said, I'm getting the word unforgiveness. You've been holding something inside that God wants to help you get rid of. And I think God's asking you to pray about it and let it go. And I think your health problems are connected to it. And then, like, that's a risky thing to say to a human being. Those of us who've prayed for people up here know, like, saying something like that is, just feels sketchy. So she said, does that sound even remotely helpful? <laughs> and let me tell you, God through her nailed it. I have known for weeks that I have been failing to let go of some of my hurts and holding on to them without forgiveness. And that's not how I want to live. That's not how I have lived most of my life. And the pain of holding on to stuff has been super bad for me. It's been bad for my heart and mind and even my body. Have you ever known you want to forgive, but you haven't been able to do so? Anybody besides me? Like, I know this sucks, and I keep thinking about this bad thing, but I can't let go, right? So the person praying for me gave me a visual image that kept cropping up for her involving a person who was harming themselves and said, God wants to help you stop hurting yourself. And she encouraged me to let go and even to pray out loud myself that I was letting go. And it felt amazing to experience God's power actually help me do that. Let go of some long-term hurt and resentment that were grounded in unforgiveness. It felt like relief and freedom and like Jesus was inviting me to rest and pick up a new life. And I still feel that way today, and it is awesome. That is a picture of what prophecy in the church looks like. It's God giving help to us or through us for another person. Without the Holy Spirit, we are left with our own work and our own effort. And people have been trying to change the world under their own effort since forever. You know, and maybe by banding together, our own effort can do even more good things. But it's still just us. Because of the supernatural intervention of the Spirit of the living God, I am more free to do any good thing that God would have me do today. And I am super grateful. And it all started with someone sharing some words that felt real risky and like they might not be on target. And so I am super glad that my friend said yes to God. I'm trying not to give away who she is by waving at her. Okay, so let's just talk a little bit more generally about prophecy. And then after the message today, 
you're going to have the chance to ask God to speak to you or through you or through someone else for you, because we're actually going to try everything that I'm talking about today as part of our service. No one has to try anything, but I hope that you will give it a shot. First off, prophecy and all spiritual gifts from God are given for the common good. They are given for the good of the people around us. They are not for us to hoard or to keep to ourselves. Here's how the Bible puts it in 1 Corinthians 12. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit who distributes them to each one, just as the Spirit determines. So there's a lot of spiritual gifts going on in this passage. We're focusing on prophecy today. I have been talking with the staff. We'll probably do like a mini-series on the rest of these gifts at some point. This is a really important passage for understanding both prophecy and all spiritual gifts. And here we see, first, they are given by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a gift giver. Who likes to get gifts? Getting gifts is awesome. I love getting gifts. I have an inner Calvin who regards every present handed to me as loot that I get to jump up and down for joy over. I'm a big fan of getting gifts. Second, the spiritual gifts are God's work through us, right? That's what differentiates this from human effort. We can sit and try to figure out what to pray or say to a person. Every now and then, God actually intervenes and gives us something that is from God. The third thing we learn here is that these Holy Spirit gifts are given to each of us for the common good. Okay? So think about that. The words in here, each of us, in the Greek, are each and every one of us. Every one of us has something put inside of us by God that is meant to build up the other people around us right now and out into the world too. You have inside of you stuff that God put there. And those gifts are meant for people to know God's goodness. Your gift could be words from God or faith or discernment or anything God picks, but you can rely on knowing something in you God put there so that other people would know God's goodness. And that is what prophecy is for. And at the end of the chapter, Paul says, eagerly desire the greater gifts. That's because the bigger the gift you get, the more service and the more of God's goodness you can share. That's what they're for. I want to help people more. Okay, God is calling all of us through this letter that has become our scripture to passionately desire to help one another and the whole world. And God doesn't leave us to do that under our own power. God gives us these gifts that help us supernaturally intervene in reality and bring a new reality into being, to bring the kingdom of God into a broken world. 
And this shows us perhaps the greatest key to hearing God's voice. How many of us would like to hear God speak more? Turns out this is like the number one thing people talk to pastors about is like, oh my God, how can I hear from God? I've never heard from God. I want to hear from God. I'm in a new situation. I haven't heard from God yet. What can I do? Let me tell you, it happens when you pray for other people. That's it. I have heard God more while praying for other people more than any other way in my life by a ton. These messages were given to us by the National Vineyard, and they send us a transcript and a video of one of the best speakers in the vineyard sharing. And Ted Kim from Evanston stopped here and said, I probably hear 80% of what I hear from God for other people and 20% for myself. Well, for me, those numbers are way off. I hear about 98% of what I hear from God by praying for other people. Way more than any other way in my life. And I have heard God through other people much more than I have heard God speaking directly to me. God speaks directly to me once in a while, but it's rare, usually short, and usually has nothing to do with what I'm praying about for some reason. But man, when I ask other people for prayer, when I come up here on a Sunday, so often God intervenes and speaks into my life. And so if you want to hear God, start getting prayer and start praying for people. You can do that here. You can also do it out in the world. I'll never forget being at Green Lake Conference Center, and we go to the Goose Blind, which is a bar. Afterwards, they never get uh, Christians from this huge camp we go to because it's mostly Baptist. But the vineyard takes over the bar. And the bartender was telling me about her aunt having cancer, and she sniffled a little, and I said, can I pray for you right now? And like, we're still Facebook friends. She cried all over the bar. You can pray for people out in the world, and God can show up and reveal his goodness to people out in the world. We regularly offer classes on praying for people in all kinds of different ways. We've just had a couple recently. We got another one, most likely coming up soon. And I want to encourage you, take a leap and sign up. God can do amazing things as you step out and put your spiritual gifts into practice. Now, how does God speak to us and communicate with us about these gifts so that we can put them into action? Well, the answer is in all kinds of different ways. That's a helpfully unhelpful answer, right? The Bible describes visions and dreams and direct speech as ways that God communicates with us prophetically. There's also verses like in the book of Acts where the disciples say, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us, and so we did it. There's this sense when we get together sometimes, people come to realize God's pointing in a certain direction. The important part in all these means is that it's God speaking. That is the center of prophecy and any of these gifts that involve opening our mouths. We speak what God gives us. Now, in the vineyard, we do this always with humility. We know our ability to hear God is never perfect. Got to get an amen. So no matter how strong our feelings or ideas, no matter how sure we are, when we share what we hear God see it, saying, we leave room for us getting it wrong. I'm going to share a little bit more about that later, but it's super important. So we are not a thus saith the Lord church. Uh, thus saith the Lord, maybe after you read the Bible, right? But after I speak, no. <laughs> thus, I hope the Lord is helping to say is the best I'm going to go right there, okay? So let's go to look first at why God gives us prophetic words for other people. What is the purpose of prophecy? That's communicated real clearly in 1 Corinthians 14, verses 1 through 5. Paul says, let love be your highest goal. What's the most important thing, people? 
love. Amen. It's the whole purpose of our church. Love God, love people, change the world. Okay, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you'll be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. You'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I wish you all could speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. And so Paul's wish is that we would especially, even above the other gifts, desire the gift of prophecy. The Greek there is translated eagerly or passionately desire these things. And Paul lays out what prophecy is for. Strengthening, encouraging, and comforting other people. It is meant to build up the entire church. And so what do we do when we're getting or hearing something that isn't strengthening, encouraging, or comforting? I have three helpful things you can do when that happens. Number one, wait. Very rarely is God in a rush. He's been around for a while. He knows us real well. And very rarely do you have to speak the first thing that pops in your head. I have ADHD and I'm a 98th percentile extrovert. And slowly over time I've learned I don't have to just say the first thing that pops into my mind all the time. Okay? And so even when you're super sure that something's from God, if it doesn't sound strengthening, encouraging, and comforting, maybe hang on to it for a minute and ask God again. Right? Number two, pray. I remember about 20 years ago, this guy said he had a prophecy for me. The spirit of the Babylonians was going to ride up and cut off my legs. <laughs> Woo! Empowering, <laughs> right? About a month later, my ex-wife was activated to serve in the Iraq War, where Babylon is located. How much did that prophecy help me? Zero percent. I got no help whatsoever from the spirit of the Babylonians is cutting you off at the legs. If that guy had prayed, if that guy had asked God, why are you giving me this picture? He might have been able to pray things like, there are challenges coming, but God's got your back. Life's going to bring you something that you're not expecting that might be hard, but God loves you and God's going to carry you through it, which God did. Hallelujah. God does not give us discouragement to share with one another. God gives us encouragement that helps us lift each other up. And so if you're praying and you feel like you're getting something negative, keep praying on it till God shows you a good direction to take your prayers. And sometimes God's giving you impressions or visions or words just so you'll pray for the person. You know, what if that guy had been like, well, that doesn't sound helpful to Pete. Maybe I should pray for him every day for a while. You know? Number three, admit you might be wrong. I mean, duh. In the New Testament, Paul writes that when someone offers a prophecy, those who hear it should test to see whether it's from God or not. That means that sometimes it's not, and that's okay. I have prayed for people, and I was confident God was saying something, and they were like, eh, I don't think so. And that doesn't surprise me, because I get things wrong all the time. Amen? You can all amen that. Yeah, exactly. I don't blame God for that stuff. It's just part of life in a broken world. 
And so one of the things that we get to do is God trusts us to use our ears and our brains and to decide, is that something that's coming from God or is that something that is unhelpful, unstrengthening, or unencouraging? One of the reasons I'm teaching you about prophecy today is that God's plan is for all of us to be able to connect to God through the Holy Spirit. And prophecy is one of the most powerful ways we can do that. Here's how God puts it in Joel from the Old Testament, chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. He says, One day I will pour out my Spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. In those days I will pour out my Spirit even on servants, men and women alike. And that's God's vision for everyone. That's God's ultimate plan. For every one of us to receive God's gifts and to build each other up. And for that reason, we're going to do this today. Woo! We're going to ask God to come and speak to all of us and through all of us for the good of all of us. And I am asking you to participate. You can do that in several different ways. And I do want to throw in a mention for our Wednesday night meeting. The Vineyard did give us midweek workshops on each of the Sunday topics that we're preaching on. And we have a group called What the Bible That's Been Missing. And we decided, we took a vote, it was unanimous. We want to try these workshoppy things out. And so now I'm calling it What the Spirit. So Wednesday nights at River Heights, 6.30, we have child care. We would love to have you come join us. Uh, Justin, if you want to come up and play music along with any other of the worship team, and if you've ever been on the prayer team, could you come stand up here right now? And if you have ever been through the School of Kingdom Ministry, could you please come up and stand here right now? If you have some awesome reason, stay seated. But we really need folks to pray. Like a lot of the prayer and Sockham team came to first service, and they all had to pray for a lot of people. So as you are willing, please come forward. All right. Uh, here's some ways that you can participate. First off, these folks have all been trained to listen to God and share what they're hearing from God. And so I want to give you permission to do something that's real scary for those of us standing up in here. You have permission to come up and say, I don't want to tell you anything, just pray for me. Let's see what God knows. Let's see what God does. Uh, first service, of course, I went back to pray for a guy and what did he say to me? That jerk said he wasn't going to tell me anything, and I had to just pray for him. I was like, oh, way to get me back. Uh, turned out going super good. Like, I can't swear that'll happen for everyone. But um, you can, of course, get prayer for any requests you have. And you can also just say, would you please just pray and give me anything you feel like you're getting from God. Okay? The School of Kingdom Ministry is something we offer about two out of every three years. It's not running right now, but it's a full nine months on learning how to connect to the Spirit and then speak out and act out on what it is that you get from God in your everyday life. And so these folks are trained, and I think they're really good at what they do. So first off, you could come forward and get prayer. Second off, if you do not want to come forward because you are from Minnesota and there's no way that's going to happen, you can just stand where you are, which means I'm open to someone praying for me. Okay? You don't have to stay standing if someone comes over. You can both sit down and pray sitting down. But standing will let folks know, I'm open to being prayed for if you have something for me. Those of us who've had this kind of training will like look around and sometimes it feels like the Holy Spirit's pointing to a person and we'll walk over to them and we'll pray for them. Okay? Um, if someone comes over, they will first, folks, ask, is it okay if I pray for you? And maybe they ate hard-boiled eggs and their breath smells. You can say no. I ate hard-boiled eggs this morning. So um, I'll eat a mint first, all right? Uh, and so there's no pressure here. Nobody has to do anything. 
but it's just an openness or a willingness for something the Bible encourages us to eagerly desire. The third way that you can participate is to just stay seated and pray for the Holy Spirit to come. It's to sit there and be a spiritual participant in what's happening, even if for some reason you are not feeling the unction to stand, okay? And this is how we're going to finish off the service today, by doing what Paul encourages us and even in certain of those passages commands us to do, by eagerly desiring the gift of prophecy and by using our gifts to build each other up as God leads. When the service is over, we'll dismiss everyone. Until then, um, here's what I want to do to start. I did, uh, Justin has been leading the School of Kingdom ministry superbly, asked him to communicate with the team and give people the opportunity to pray ahead of time to see if God had anything they wanted to share. And so I'm going to open the mic first to folks who've been praying during the week to see if anyone has anything that's for everybody here. And then after this, come on down, Pam, but just don't start talking yet because I'm still going. Um, after they're done, this is called an open mic. And what it's for is anybody who has anything from God. You know, there's always a sense when you're in a church in a big room full of people, which includes some weirdos. Amen? There's some weirdos in here. Sometimes it's you, Right? Um, there's always this, like, can we give the microphone to other people? We've done this hundreds of times here, and it has never um, bitten us. God is really trustworthy, and it's really amazing what God does when you give him the chance to speak through literally everybody, because in the vineyard, everybody gets to play. Everybody can do this stuff, okay? Um, so we're going to have some folks share some things that are for your strengthening encouragement. We'll have the microphone open, and then we'll have a chance for everyone to respond, to stand, to come forward, to wait, uh, however God leads. Pam, why don't you go ahead? Testing. There we go. Um, so when I was praying for, for, for today, I got a few words. One is just a real simple general type word. Anybody that's been really struggling with headaches, I feel like God said, he, if, please come forward for prayer, and he really he wants to heal that today if you've been struggling with headaches. Um, other words I got were... Um, it, it's for the single people, and I felt like God really said that you, single people in the church, you are valued by God. You have a lot of gifts to give. You have, you're important. You know, sometimes, I don't, not necessarily here, but, you know, the world or the church might put a lot of value on couples, and couples are great. But I really felt like God said, single people, you are valued. So if you would like prayer for that, please come forward. And the last one was um, Gay had a group called Women of a Certain Age, and that would be for people. I think it's especially for women, but it can be men, men also with this word. The over 50 crowd, God is not done with you yet. You have a lot of wisdom and a lot of gifts to give in and outside of the church. So that's, you know, if that feels like you, um, you're over 50 and you'd like prayer for, for what God might have for you to give or if you doubt that, please come forward and get prayer for that.
any other folks from our team? Awesome. One of our prayer team members, Bruce, who might be watching online right now, had been praying and sensed the heaviness and the word discouragement. Uh, he felt this might be for several of us, that God wants to remind us that we are not alone. He is with us and will lead us out of darkness and discouragement into light and hope as we simply trust in him. And there's a scripture that goes with that in Deuteronomy 31.8. And that word especially stood out to me. Uh, it mentions go moving from darkness and discouragement into light. And the word light has been highlighted for me, thinking about the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. Another spot, Paul writes, you were at one time darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is founded in all that is good and right and true. So if you're feeling discouraged or want more of the light of God in your life, this is an opportunity we would be happy to pray for. You can come up or stand up and we'll come to you either way. I have one from first service that I would be willing to pray for anybody. Someone had a strong image of Tigger, bouncing and joyful and happy. If you need or have lost some Tigger energy, I am happy to pray that for you. Anybody else from the team? Awesome. Um, it seems to me, I pray every week here and I prayed this morning and God seems to be in a, a place of breaking things off of people, breaking um, long-standing patterns. So if there's things in your life that you've been resigned to, you're like, it's never going to change, I prayed about this forever, um, God's been doing a lot of setting people free lately. So please uh, step out and ask for what you need. Okay, looking to my left first, anybody? Awesome. So standing up here right now, just praying in my head, I'm just really getting the impression that um, a lot of people need to hear that you hear God. There's a lot of people sitting here going, I don't know if I hear him. I don't know if I hear the Holy Spirit. And he just, I'm just going to pray about it. Uh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you rise up in all of us because you live within us as soon as we accept you. And he wants to let everyone know that you do hear me. Sometimes it's a feeling. Sometimes it's emotional or physical sensation. Sometimes it's your heart maybe feeling warm. So, Father, I thank you for all the gifts that you give us. I thank you that you want to build community with your gifts, that you want your body to be used for the good of people. I speak and release knowing, that comfort of knowing your spirit is with us and that we hear you. I thank you, God, for all the ways that you communicate with us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So uh, I was at the grocery store the other day and walked in and I had, uh, for some reason I just stopped for a second and I was looking at everybody going about their business and 
getting their groceries and um, I had this thought about how each of us goes through life with the best resources and information we have and uh, that we've been given and some of us have been taught to know God and some of us haven't as much and I started feeling this part of God's heart that um, just misses his people and many of us are close to him but um, a lot of us just don't understand how ready he is to be close to us and he just is ready to be everybody's friend and some of us know that and some of us love him and some of us love having that friendship but um, my, my heart just hurt for God for the people that don't have that and um, he's an infinite amount of love for all of us he just needs us to help each other see God and um, God's around us and he's been made him he's made himself um, a little bit visible but he's um, not so much that um, we immediately go oh my gosh God you're amazing I want to I want to worship you he there's a little bit of um, he wants us to help each other see that so that's just what I want to um, share with all of you is that what this is what we're here for for each other is to help a person figure out that missing piece so thank you Andrew anybody else as I was just um, actually standing over there praying I, I just felt that there's people out here that really have the desire to be able to share their faith with other people and they find that they don't have the courage to do that and so if that is you we'll be willing to pray for you thanks um i had the feeling this morning while i was praying during second service that um there are people here who are dealing with loneliness but even more specifically maybe have forgotten what it feels like to have really good friendships um God would like to bless that. So Marsden people. I just wanted to read two verses. Uh, the first is Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. And the second, Psalm 56.3. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. So if you find yourself in a time of trouble today or things that are really causing fear in your life, please ask for prayer. We're going to move into phase two now. That's the point where you have the opportunity to respond who are sitting and you're from Minnesota and everything inside you is saying, don't do it. Okay. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. If you are open to someone praying for you, you can just stand. If you would like to get prayer from one of these folks, you can walk right up to them and they'll be glad to pray for you. Folks on the prayer team, please feel free to get prayer from someone else up there. I don't know how many times I'm doing prayer and I first need prayer and then I give prayer. That happens all the time. Uh, I'll lead us and then I'll count to three. So God, 
Uh, we just pray, Holy Spirit, would you come? God, would you pour out your gifts and your love and your presence? And would you activate inside of us the things that you've put inside of us? You are blessed by God. And God has things inside of you for the good of the whole world. You are not just your past and how you come today. You are also a child of God, gifted by God and loved by God. God, we ask that you'd open our ears and our hearts, that you would pour yourself into us. Okay, we're going to do the count of three thing. I want to challenge you to stand as you feel led. One, two, three, let's stand, get prayer as God leads.